it's a big wide world out there and there's a lot of people who need your help. So if you can be a leader in that space, start a mastermind, it doesn't have to take up all your time. You can run a mastermind in five, 10 hours a month, but you end up with a huge new revenue stream that's mostly profit, which is great. Welcome to seven to eight, our special series on seven and eight figure speakers. In this interview series, some of the hottest speakers in the industry who've made over seven figures in a year or less will uncover their twists and turns in their adventures, helping you to avoid the potholes and stick to the fast track. Welcome now to center stage, our next guest speaker. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I am here with my most amazing guest, Brad. Brad, thank you so much for being here today. Hi, everybody. Welcome to welcome to the podcast, or the Bob Bob Past. <laughs> are you used to running your own shows? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, tell us who you are and a little bit about your business. What do you do? My name is Brad Hart. I run a company called Make More Marbles, and our whole thing is we don't want to be the hungry, hungry hippos. We want to grab for the, all the marbles. We want to just make more. And that's uh, an abundance mindset that because entrepreneurship is lonely and it sucks sometimes and we want to do it together instead. I love that. So how did you get into entrepreneurial thisness as a thing? Yeah. So I think the first entrepreneurial gateway drug I had was that book, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You know, it was the first time I ever saw like, oh, maybe I could do this. That could be pretty cool. And the first entrepreneurial job I had was real estate where you had to learn how to like generate leads and close sales and negotiate with landlords and manage people. And did that for a couple of years in my early twenties. And then when my dad passed away, uh, when I was 24, unexpectedly, I was like, oh shit, you know, this, this might take a little bit longer, uh, if I, if I don't just do it now. So, uh, and I don't know if I have a lot of time. Right. So that was the the big impetus was like, okay, you know, time to grow up, time to do it real and time to get after it. So I started my first business in 2010, uh, failed a lot, learned a lot, had a couple exits, had a couple, uh, things go really well. Uh, best month in business, million $40,000. So pretty good. And uh, very excited to share some of the lessons and, and failures and brain damage along the way. So <laughs> I, I think what we do now, that's, you know, if you want me to focus, she, she mentioned before the podcast, if you're a biodiverse entrepreneur, pick a focus. So we're going to talk about mastermind groups today. That's what I'm known best for. I'm the mastermind guy. I've been a part of 50 mastermind groups. I've started 15 of my own best-selling book, worked with Tony and Dean, all this cool stuff, top affiliate, that kind of stuff. So masterminds are great. Awesome. And for those of us who have been living under a rock for the last 20, 30, 50 years, who's Tony and Dean? Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi are two gentlemen who go on the internet from time to time. And they talk about things like abundance and building the life that you want and having success, but not fulfillment and how that can kind of suck sometimes. And having gone through that myself and having his book on my shelf for literally eight years before I did anything about it, it's called Shelf Help. If you haven't heard of that, it doesn't work very well. Uh, I decided to make something in my life, went to 15 of his events, and now I'm doing all the things and, you know, ringing all the bells and walking across all the fires and even uh, had to fire one of my clients so that she could get the ultimate upsell into being my fiance. So that's fun. Aww. That's yeah. so sweet. Did you have to fire? I mean, really? Yeah, yeah. Hashtag integrity. You know how it is. <laughs> so what is it about masterminds in particular that makes you happy? So we had one this weekend where we were talking about as a group, it was about 25, seven figure plus entrepreneurs there talking about how, what's the difference between a millionaire and a billionaire? And we kept like trying to just whittle it down, whittle it down, whittle it down. Money. A lot of people like good ideas, <laughs> but yeah, a couple of extra commas, but really like the difference is leverage. When you get right down to it, it's leverage and your relationships and your information and your strategy and your partnerships, whatever it is that gets you to that level. Like you can work a hundred years and not make a billion dollars if you don't have enough leverage. Right. Mm -hmm. 
So that was the thing we landed on. And for me, so far in my career, I'm 37 now, so I, I hopefully I'm just getting started. Um, the idea for me has always been, I will always defer money to build relationships. And that was kind of my sickness for a long time, right? It's like, earn some money, spend some money, earn some money, spend some money and join a lot of masterminds. I've probably put a million dollars into my personal development masterminds at this point. Uh, but it's really culminated in some of the best relationships that anybody could have. And I've dug the well long before I need it. So now anytime I want to start something or create something or partner with somebody, I'm only one to two phone calls away from making that happen. So like launch $10 million hedge fund, no problem. Two phone calls, right? I want to start a mastermind with 30 people and, and teach them all about wealth and creation and go do that. And I have to build it all from scratch done. No problem. I want to, uh, partner with my mentor on a 300 person event and do two next year done. No problem. Like just all these opportunities are opening up to me because I spent the time building the relationships and masterminds have been the, the cheat sheet to hack the code in order to do that. So I teach people both how to join them, how to get the most out of them, but also how to build one because, you know, building one is even a bigger hack to be the center of attention in the room. Now you're, you're able to leverage that even more. Nice. So let's back up the bus just a little bit. And one, what is a mastermind and what makes it different from say group coaching? Yeah. So a mastermind, that's a great question. Uh, the way I define it would be three things. It's the three C's, if you will. It's clarity in the form of hot seats, right? If people can understand where they're at and where they're trying to go and what's actually going on, they can usually solve their own issues and challenges. So clarity is the first one. Community is the second one. It's having the connections to the people, the the you know the opportunities and etc. The right deal at the right time can change your life. And one plus one doesn't equal two; it equals eleven if you do it right. Uh, and if you're bad at math, and then uh, you know the content, right? Everybody needs skills, tools, and habits that can make them a better performer. And a mastermind is a great way to share those with the people in the group. Um, as well as expert speakers that you bring in. So that's really the three C's. And you can add cool trips. And like we just did one, JVology, which was down in Cabo, and you can do that. And that's fun. But I would say those are the three core components. I love that. So when you're working with people and you're helping them, well, let's back up the bus again. So we have this clarity community content. What makes that different from, say, group coaching? Yeah. So in a mastermind setting, you have a servant leader. It's not the guru. It's not the guy at the top of the mountaintop. That's like, Hey, look at me and all the cool stuff I've done. That's great. And you're not pushing anybody to get a specific result. You're allowing people to come to their own conclusions and get clarity on their biggest challenges so that they can be held accountable by a group to continue to make those changes if they so choose. Right. It's not so much about, you know, me coaching Michelle or Michelle coaching me about how we're supposed to do. And there's, you know, I have to like work through all your stuff and customize your journey. It's more about the whole group doing that together with a facilitator as opposed to a, a guru, so to speak. So that's how I make the distinction. And nice. the hot seat is the biggest element of that, that, that sets it apart. Okay. So for somebody that hasn't experienced a hot seat, um, just because I know that my audience is diverse from entrepreneurs to exiting entrepreneurs, everybody, everywhere in between, you could have a somebody that's been in business for 20 years as a, you know, running a legal office, but they've never done a hot seat before. So uh, yeah. find a hot seat and how that fits. Yeah, into so a hot seat, let's say we have 10 people sitting at a table and one yep. person's on the hot seat and you have a facilitator and the, the person might start off with, you know, Hey, I'm grateful for X or Y or Z. So why start with gratitude? Well, otherwise you're going to go right into the problem and you're going to bring problem energy to the problem by starting off a gratitude or celebration. You bring solution energy to the problem. So it sounds woo and weird, but I've tried it both ways. It works way better when you start off with gratitude. So that's thing. One thing two is what's your problem? What's your challenge? What's your thing you're trying to move on faster. And then we're going to ask clarifying questions. So why not dive right into solutions? Well, that's what coaching does. 
coaching doesn't necessarily wait to understand what's actually going on. It just offers solutions. With a mastermind, you have a lot of smart people in the room that want to help, but we need to be really clear on what's actually going on. We have to resist the urge to coach until everybody in the room is clear on what's actually going on. That's actually the most important thing on the hot seat. If we get no solutions, that's fine. We can move on, go to the next hot seat and have people follow up at the end. But getting clear on what's actually going on, a well-defined problem is half solved, as Charles Kettering said. So that's the number one outcome of a hot seat. If you still have time after you have clarity, then you move to suggestions or declarations of what you're going to do next. And then people can keep accountable to that uh, either through uh, leverage, like a charitable donation or, or declarations by saying, Hey, I'm going to do this out loud or both. You know, I've had people stuck on something for six months when they declare it in front of a group and they put some money on the line, that's going to go to a charity they hate or a charity they love. Even they'll get it done in 48 hours and want their money back. <laughs> oh, so who do you work with the most? Like who's your ideal client for this? Yeah. So these are typically entrepreneurs generally, but specifically coaches, consultants, leaders, speakers, authors, experts. But you know, to your point, a lawyer could do this. A dentist could do this. And they have, I, I know um, one of the top dental podcasts called shared podcast, uh, shared practices is a friend of, um, so my fiance's best friend's husband. Uh, so we get to go on mandates together every once in a while. And they're, <laughs> they're doing awesome with podcasts for dentists, teaching them all the ins and outs of how to run their dental practice, how to do roll-ups, how to you know, do dentures and all these cool things that add value to their business. And they'll do masterminds with 50 or hundred dentists, like three, four times a year, and they're paying real serious money for it. So it's a huge profit driver in their business because you're sharing the information about what's working best instead of most industries, like I said, make more marbles, uh, are trying to be the, the hungry, hungry hippos and grab for all the marbles. And I don't want to share my secrets. You could actually make way more money and have way more fun and make way bigger impact if you just share what the hell's working. Because if you're working over here in Phoenix, you can go over to Raleigh, you can go over to, to Maine, you can go over to Florida, you can go over to Seattle, San Diego, and teach those people in that local market the same stuff you're doing that's working really well and crush it. Um, and it's a big wide world out there and there's a lot of people who need your help. So if you can be a leader in that space, start a mastermind, it doesn't have to take up all your time. You can run a mastermind in five, 10 hours a month, but you end up with a huge new revenue stream. That's mostly profit, which is great. I love it. So things that people discuss in masterminds, it doesn't just have to be how to build your business. It can be, you know, how to put on an oral dam faster, better, easier, <laughs> Sure. Wow. If people are willing to pay for that, great. I haven't tested that particular hypothesis, <laughs> but you know, we've had masterminds for cops. We've had masterminds for healers, for architects, for uh, coaches, for everything you can think of. People have tried to build a mastermind for. And the goal with us is we give you five steps, right? It's dream it, research it, test it by selling it, nail it and scale it. So basically just to go through those really quickly, uh, you're going to put it on paper. What's your dream? What do you want this to be? How much you want to make? How many clients? What's your vision, right? Then we're going to go to the market and research that see if people are willing to pay for it by selling it to them. And only if they are willing to pay for it by selling it to them. Now we actually do a little beta run. We get our case studies, our objections, our stories, our testimonials, all the bits and pieces for marketing so that we can then go to scale. And there's a lot of ways to scale it, but the mastermind becomes the key profit generator in the business versus a book or a course or a membership or even coaching one-on-one, which is, is brain damaging to say the least. So this is a really good way to leverage your time and impact and, and make a lot of money. Nice. So if somebody's thinking, Hey, I could totally do this. The immediate thought that I'm thinking they might have is I can do this with my peers and teach them what I know and, you know, start brainstorming among that. I could do it with my clients and have some things there. Are there any other places that I could think about bringing a group of people together to do a mastermind? 
Yeah. Other people's networks. Cause you want to learn. So if I want to get paid to learn something that I have no expertise in, let's say I meet is a real story. Uh, Michael, who's a coach I met at JVology, right. And he had spent six months in Bali building an e-commerce business that was making hundred K a month. And he was working like five hours a week. So he really had the five hour work week. And I'm like, what do you do the rest of your time? He's like, Oh, I, you know, sail around on my boat and I hang out at Roche Harbor and I, you know, do what I do. And you know, my power power glider and all this cool stuff. And I'm like, Oh, that's pretty interesting. You know, teach me what you got, you know, going on. I'd love to learn. And he's like, well, I could teach you, but I don't really coach. Why don't you give me $30,000 and we'll do that. And I'm like, okay, I could pay $30,000, but here's the thing. Let me ask you, do you have more people that want to learn this from you? Yeah. I share about it all the time. People want to learn. I have hundreds of people that want to learn. Okay, great. Do they all have $30,000 to invest in your coaching? No. Even if they did, would you want to coach all of them individually? No, I built this business. So I wouldn't have to do this all the time. I say, great. Well, I'm an expert at something too, which is building masterminds so that if you can teach these people in a leveraged format and get more money and do it in less time and have them get better results, because guess what? Other people are going to ask better questions than they would. They're going to take better notes. There's going to be better connections. You can synergize resources and, and strengths and all that good stuff. And we ended up doing that as a mastermind. We partnered up as JV. I went to his audience. I made the pitch. Hey, we're going to go to China and Hong Kong like he did every year. And we're going to do a mastermind. We're going to teach you exactly how to do it and train you six weeks up to how to find products and what to expect when you get there. And you, you handle your own travel and hotels and here are the places to be when you need to be there. And good luck. And you pay us a little bit of money and, and the rest is up to you. So we did that. We brought 52 people to Hong Kong and China. It paid for my trip. I got way more insights than I would have gotten otherwise. And on the back of that, I met two partners. I was able to launch an Amazon marketing agency with. And within six months, we went from zero to 75K in recurring revenue in almost no time. And then I ended up selling my share in that and moving on. But it was a much better way to approach learning from scratch than, than most people would do, which is try and fail by yourself. Absolutely. So what are some of the most interesting masterminds you've heard of? Some of the outliers, if you will. Yeah. So the one for cops really took off. I kind of thought it would go either way. It would be a total failure or not. And now four years later, Chris, uh, who was one of my original clients in this program has over 600 paying members. Like his first year, he got 15 out of the gate, a hundred in the first year, he made more money in a month than he had made in a year as a cop or a personal trainer or anything he'd done before that. He was making $9 for every dollar he spent on Instagram. So it was like a really hot niche with no supply. So he'd really stumbled on something great. And I don't know about you, Michelle, but if I find a machine where I put a dollar in and $9 comes out the other end, I'm going to be looking at my couch cushions for change. So, <laughs> right? so Chris really kicked butt, but he stuck with it. He kept pivoting. He kept iterating, kept making it better. And now he's, you know, four years later, six, 600 clients paying. And those are people that I would have never met, let alone impacted and had a domino and ripple effect on. So I'm really excited about that. And, um, you know, Sonia, uh, we, she took our market research formula to the next level. She was running a mastermind for corporate folks that wanted to transition into entrepreneurship. It was a really cool niche. She had a corporate background herself. She was living in Dubai at the time. So she's getting on her calls at like 11 o'clock and midnight, depending on what time of the year. But she just went and ran with it. Uh, normally, if you reach out to 25 people, you say, hey, I have an offer, maybe three to five book sales calls, and you maybe get a couple clients. But she used our market research formula to go and basically say, hey, I'm doing market research for this offer. Jump on the first call whittled that down to 20 calls, then 18 sales calls and ended up with 15 clients. So instead of maybe three, she got 15 paid clients out of the same 25 leads that were obviously curated and she had good relationships with, but never would have had that kind of conversion rate if she approached it the other way. So I, I always see these incredible breakthroughs with people that start to understand like, oh, I don't need this giant list. I don't need to necessarily meet a whole bunch of new people. I don't have to pound pavement. I don't have to like 
beat my head against the wall. If I, if I have true expertise or I know somebody with true expertise, if I have the model and I can execute on that, um, and with a little bit of guidance and just a little bit of cheerleading for me, uh, they can really build something special that, that serves them for many years and serves their clients at a higher level too, because guess what? Most people don't want or need the expense or the hassle of one-on-one coaching. They prefer to be in a group of other people learning as well, where it falls off the rails is when your offer is unclear or it's something that people don't really pay for anyway, you need to find some success in that niche and just bring the better model. Um, or if they just don't have the interpersonal skills to really manage it all, right? That's where it tends to fall off the rails, but you can accommodate for that by partnering with people who do or partnering with other experts that already have those resources and that audience, or just uh, getting the help you need to build those skills yourself. Nice. I love that. So that brings us to what kind of mistakes do you find that people make when they're trying to do this on their own? That's a great question. So mistake number one is they get in, uh, stuck in that imposter syndrome, you know, and I just want to start off by saying, if you don't have imposter syndrome, that probably means you're a sociopath. Everybody <laughs> has imposter syndrome. Everybody thinks they're not good enough. Everybody says, why the hell would people pay me for what I know? But the reality is people need their problem solved. And if you haven't spent the time, and the energy to get successful yourself and the money and the attention, and all that stuff, you won't be able to do it or you'll have to spend a lot of energy to get there. So there's really two types of people that come to me. There's people that are like, hey, I don't know what I don't know, and I want to fill in the gaps of my knowledge. Or there's people that are like, hey, I'm smart. I'm an entrepreneur. I can figure this out, given enough time, energy, attention, and money. I don't want to waste those resources willy-nilly. I'd prefer to invest them into a system that already works with a mentor that's already got a proven track record. So whichever of those two you feel like you fall into, if not both, you know that's that's really who I can help. So the biggest mistakes people make, in my opinion, is not getting the help early enough. And they end up jettisoning their dream because they were three inches from gold or three feet from gold. And they just didn't realize that they were right there and they, they could have had it or they stick too long with an idea that's not going to work. Right. I want to know if an idea is going to work within a week or two. I want to have people paying me for my idea as quickly as possible in the idea stage. That doesn't mean I lie to them. and I'm like, oh, I got all this cool stuff and it's already built. No, I say, listen, here's my idea. Here's what it's going to be. You're going to get X for Y and you're going to get Y for Z and you know, half the price, more attention, you know, refund guarantee, all that stuff. And if you can't sell it under those circumstances to the first five or 10 or 15 people, then it probably was never going to sell at full price. So even before you do all the work and all the heavy lifting of figuring it all out and, and going down that road, just put it on a piece of paper and pitch it to some people. Right. So that's where we start. That's the biggest mistake is people spend six months on an idea that shouldn't have made it past week one. Very cool. Love that. So what would you say is your favorite part of your business? The impact of the clients, you know, just seeing people like Chris and Jasmine and Christine who just took off two months for her maternity leave. And she's like, it wouldn't have been possible without you, Brad. And like, you know, all the nice notes and messages I get, all the people raving about, oh my God, I got a client. And, you know, it's just, it's always fun. It never gets old. I love it. I love going to masterminds and being the mastermind guy. And everybody like wants to get to know me and, and connect with me and find out who I know and all that cool stuff. And it's just opened so many doors in my life. Um, I guess the favorite part for me is like when somebody reads my book or, or does our program and they reach out to me, like, thank you. Thank you. I'm, I, I knew it wasn't going to be easy, but you made it a lot easier and I stuck with it and I got the results. And when they get the results, they're like, this is so worth it. Cause now there's a tool that you have in your tool belt for the next 10, 20, 30 years in your entrepreneurship uh, journey. And there's really two types of entrepreneurs and the ones I find are most successful. They do both of these things. There's the people who are on Island and they try to be the best in the world at what they do. And maybe they do succeed at that and they get really, really good, but they don't know anybody. And then there's people that know everybody, but they don't actually excel at anything. So you have to be able to do both to be really successful. 
And um, I like to say, I don't need to know everything if I know everybody, but at the same time, I really try to excel at, at specific things like building masterminds and finance and now starting with startups and partnering with some of my bigger friends like Nick Bradley and um, Steve Little and Dan Fleischman and folks like this to both educate others and to do bigger deals so that we can uh, start doing billion dollar moves instead of million and hundred million dollar moves. Like we got to really start to level up our game because life isn't getting any fast, you know, shorter uh, or any longer rather. So um, that's the game to play. Love it. So talk to me about your book. Is it written like a how-to or you go to the chapter that you need? Do you read it front to back? How does it go down? Yeah. So it's a quick read. It's about 200 pages and it's not like a, a ton of fluff. Uh, there's a few testimonials. You could skip over those if those aren't interesting, but you know, it's, it's more to show you that, Hey, this works. And there's a person in there that you'll probably resonate that will show you like, Hey, yeah, I was just like this person. And if they can do it, I can do it. Uh, but it goes through everything with regard to how to run the mastermind. Uh, we go in a little bit to the marketing and the positioning and the branding, the sales and all that. Uh, it's really designed to give people a sense of, I can do this at the end of the book. And I would like to reach out to get help, right? We've sold about 12,000 copies. It's pretty good for a self-published book, but this is actually the fourth version of this book. That's another yeah. thing that most people don't do as authors. They write the book, they forget about it. They, they go on other things. I consistently get the feedback from my clients when I'm working with people. I say, oh, this could be a little clearer or this could be that. So I have kind of a standing appointment with my ghostwriter every year, or every six months in some cases to go through this book and make sure it's up to date and has the best information. And when I first did the book, I read every other book on the topic of masterminds all the way from Napoleon Hill up through now. And I found a few that were okay, but none of them that were comprehensive like this book. So um, you can grab this at eightminutemastermind.com. There's a free plus shipping offer. Uh, I think it's five bucks or six bucks to get it wherever you want to go in the world. And uh, we definitely eat that cost, but we want to make sure that you're at least a little invested. So you read this and get the results because this book is is gold for that specific topic. Love it. Where'd the name come from? The Eight Minute Mastermind. Well, I always was a big fan of the four hour work week. And I was like, well, eight minutes is even better than four hours, right? <laughs> it turns out that if you break down eight minutes a day into four hours a month, that's where you end up. Uh, so there was that. And then the subtitle is how to travel anywhere for free, solve any problem and add hundred K to your business in five, 10 hours a month. And that just really spoke to me as like what masterminds have allowed me to do, which will allow you to do them as well. If you follow these steps. So, um, yeah, that's how it came from. And, and there's the eight minute abs thing, right? If you, if you can't get it on seven minutes, we'll give you the eighth minute free. So, yeah. oh, and I forget why I actually did it. Sorry. Uh, it's the, the length of an average hot seat it should be about eight minutes if you're really good. <laughs> All sorts of AIDS all over the place. Yeah. Awesome. Infinity symbol. There's a bunch of reasons. Brad Hart, eight <laughs> letters in my name. There you go. Awesome. So what are some of the stumbling blocks that somebody might be having right now in their life, in their business? And they're just, I'm fumbling. I don't know where to look. And then they hear you and they're like, oh my God, Brad, I totally yeah. need what you got. Yeah. What, and what are they going through? This is a, a relationship, right? And when you first meet somebody, you might be skeptical. You might hear my voice or, you know, listen to what I'm saying or feel what I'm feeling. And you might be like, what does this guy know about my situation? Wherever you're at, I've been there. You want to talk about addiction. You want to talk about your dad beating the shit out of you. You want to talk about your mom leaving when you're a kid. You want to talk about friends betraying you. You want to talk about getting attacked or beaten or, you know, held up at whatever point, knife point, gun point. It's all happened and will continue to happen. And there's other people myself included, who, is, who have been through that and come out the other side. So whatever you're currently struggling with in your business, in your life, whether you're a business owner or not, like it, it's really, you're on the, you're on the path right now. And you might be at a low point in the path, but that doesn't mean that the path is always at a low point. You just can't always zoom out and see 
everything that's going on in your life. And you can't see where you might end up if you just keep going on the path. So my first piece of advice would be when in doubt, zoom out and realize that your life is a long time. It's not forever, but it's a long time. And most people way overestimate what they can do in a year or a month, but they way underestimate what they can do in a decade. I only really got serious about business when I was 24 years old. I'm 37 now. It's 13 years. And I've made insane leaps and bounds past wherever I thought I could be. And I'm so grateful that I stuck with it because if I knew how hard it was going to be before I started, I probably would have never started, but there's a lot of grace in that too. Like God gives you an opportunity to just meet the challenges you're capable of meeting right now and will never give you a challenge that's too big to handle without help. So look for the help, look for the grace in any situation and just know that you're guided, know that you can trust in the universe. And as long as you show up and do the right thing, uh, you will be rewarded for that. Even if it's hard, even if it costs you in the, in the short term. Long-term, that's the way to be. And uh, conversely, if you keep taking shortcuts, if you keep screwing people, if you keep not keeping your word um, and not following through or lying to people or whatever else that you're doing, that's a short-term solution. That's going to bite you in the ass again and again and again. You got to work to burn off that karma so that you can get back to a good place. Not that it's impossible. It's just harder. So the sooner you can get on track and keep integrity with your word and keep relationships as the focus and center of your attention, because all the money shit doesn't matter at the end of the day. It's about the relationships and the people you get to share it with and impact with it. Then uh, the sooner you'll get to where you want to go. And life has a funny way of giving you back 10 times what you give out. So continue to give, continue to grow. How can I help them? What's in it for them? How can you make this better for them? It'll carry you through the darkest times. And when you talk about energy and capacity, like where does this guy get this energy? Why is he talking so fast? Who the hell is this guy anyway? Well, my name is Brad Hart. It's nice to meet you. I wrote a book and or three called uh, Eight Minute Mastermind, Eight Minute Money Machine, The Choice. You could look them all up. Um, and I, I really want to inspire you to live your best life because I've been where you're at. I've probably been in worse places and somehow I got through it. And by the grace of God, here I am today sharing what I've learned. And I just want to tell you to keep going. And no matter what you're going through, find other people who have gone through it and come out the other side because they will be able to give you the advice and keep you accountable to getting to where you need to be. Awesome. So peeps, go and check out the eightminutemastermind.com. Get your free plus shipping book. Go through it. Dog ear it. Get some of those funky little stickers. <laughs> stick it all up. And what I heard was within a week, make sure that you're making calls and getting things started. And you're testing your ideas. This is not a long-term game. This is short-term gain with long-term implications that can not only help you build your relationships, improve your life. It, it sounds to me like you got the perfect business model in there that you can start it up from zero. You make a hundred grand pretty soundly quickly. And it, it's, it can be that catapult that you need to be able to take it to the next level. Yeah. And believe it or not, there's masterminds that make $10 million a year. I've been a part of them, right? You can go as high and as big as you want of these things. Um, but it's, it's not where you start, up, right? It's where you end up. So just start now where you're at, do what you can learn what you can, and you'll keep growing into the person who can have whatever they want. Love it. You have given us a little bit of an indicator as to, uh, at what point in life you found out that you're that special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur. But tell me more about it. What, when did you know that you were that special kind of crazy? I was always a decent employee, but I always hated being an employee. Hated it. I've done a million jobs. I was a bus washer, dishwasher. I was a bus boy. I worked in a bar, I attended bar. I was a waiter. I was a, I worked at a shooting range. I, uh, I was a plumber's apprentice uh, for a little while. That sucked. I got high on paint fumes and learned that shit flows downhill. Big deal, right? Um, I worked on an ambulance for a couple of years. I worked at a, at a court 
like my mom used to work at the court. She always wanted me to get a court officer job where she's making 40 K a year. And she didn't give that shit up until I was 26. And I finally told her, Hey ma, so you know, the hedge fund I started, she's like, yeah, I'm like we made a million and $40,000 this month. Can you stop bothering me about getting that civil service job? And she finally started to get the picture of like, Oh, this might actually work out. So like, you know, I... the, the entrepreneurial thing is, is always been a calling to me. And it was the only way I could see to, to, control my destiny and choose my destiny, but it required a lot of responsibility. And what does that word really mean? It means you have the ability to respond to bigger and bigger situations that you now have capacity for. Like I've been telling people, I've been on three podcasts today, actually, and two lives. And one of the things that happened yesterday was I had three really difficult conversations that either one of those conversations would have spun me out for days, 10 years ago when I first started. But now it's like, that's, I'm fine. And I can keep moving. It's like, you get a thicker skin, you get better at dealing with people, you get better at seeing outcomes and knowing how to work towards solutions and things that used to really rock you are now just another thing that you did that day. So I have to imagine that as I grow in my journey and as you meet people like Elon Musk, who's getting it from every angle and every direction, running four companies and billions of dollars and wives and kids and all this crazy shit, you just get better and better at dealing with stuff as it shows up and you take less of it personally. So that would be the goal to can just consistently, uh, it's a math problem. Look at it this way. 1% better over a year. That's 365 days, but it's not 365% better because you're forgetting about compounding. If you compound 1% a day for 365 days, it's actually 3,778% better. So you're 38 times better from where you started. If you got that kind of return in the market, you'd be thrilled, but you can't do that more without more risk. It's more likely you could do that with your skills, your habits, your ability to change and grow. And you could be 38 times better at something by next year. Absolutely. So why not start now? and compound by 1%, not 10%, not a hundred percent. Don't burn out. Just stay in flow and keep growing 1% a day. Love that. You've been absolutely awesome. Any last words for our peeps? That's it. I'm just grateful for the opportunity to speak to people and, and share what's on my heart. Thank you, Michelle. And thank you for everybody who's listening. Um, this is the bot, the business owners podcast. I am a business owner. My name is Brad Hart. Check us out at makemoremarbles.com. The books are at eight minute mastermind.com, eight minute moneymanager.com. And if you're vibing with what we're putting out, I would really love to have a chat someday and see if we can work together. Mic drop. Awesome. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Be sure to take Brad's advice and we'll see you at the next episode. Thank you for listening to 7 to 8. If you're interested in upping your speaking game, be sure to connect with our guests with the links in the show notes and connect with me to see how we can help you get your tech done for you and help your speaking dreams come true.